0: Welcome to the Belly to Belly Podcast, where we explore in-person business to business marketing. This episode is brought to you by Meet, the company that helps international companies exhibit at U.S. trade shows. Check them out at meetroi.com Hello, and welcome to the Belly to Belly Podcast. Today, actually, we're going to be speaking about virtual events, so I'm wondering if we need to change our title of this podcast to Screen to Screen or Keyboard to Keyboard. I I don't think we will, but just so you know, we've got to be thinking about these things because the cheese has moved, and we need to be nimble and moving with it. So today, I'm delighted to welcome Kelly Kenny to our podcast. Kelly, welcome.
1: Hey, Bill. How are you?
0: Good I'm upstairs you're downstairs. It's all good. Here we are in the world of coronavirus. so um, so it, we do need to uh, just give a little context. so our, our focus today is leveraging virtual trade show participation, and this is really uh, the first of three parts. We're first going to today talk about strategy. and so you know again, this idea, this notion that the cheese has moved and we need to uh, adopt or adapt our strategy to. Sort of the new reality. And um, but before we hop into that topic, why don't, if you wouldn't mind, just give a a quick uh, overview uh, of of Meet, and and then, of course, it would be great to hear what your role is at Meet. So, what does Meet do?
1: Great. Well, um, Meet helps international companies exhibit at trade shows, and now it's either live or virtual. And uh, my role within Meet is. I build corporate strategy. I represent our clients at events and um, help them participate, glean what the market is, and try to reiterate that and bring it back into their event strategy as they move forward.
0: Got it, and you have people that help you as well, right? So you've got a team and you've got uh, sort of a whole infrastructure of of folks that uh, are, are helping with the strategy and going to events and all that as well, right?
1: Absolutely. So, whether it's somewhere in the United States and we have team members meet up wherever that might be, or virtually while we're doing research and pulling data and figuring out what's going on in the marketplace, um, yep, it's a full team and it's pretty exciting.
0: Cool, awesome. So, we, as we were starting, we talked about this sort of, you know, this this moment of coronavirus, and um, you know, certainly here in the U.S., it's extending. Uh, a bit longer than we were hoping. Um, so it would be great to hear, you know, in this, you know, where in person events essentially are canceled, how does a, a company adapt its strategy? What, what else can a company take advantage of in terms of events?
1: Well, the great news is there's a lot of things happening. And if you act now and jump in, the virtual world is becoming faster, fastly adopted into the world of how do we participate in events? So what we're doing is looking at your event list, taking a snapshot of what have been your A events and then expanding that into what else can we be doing? So in our world, we look at, hey, what, industry segments have we been targeting, who's our persona, what are the great ways to connect with them and the real live world, and then adapting that into a virtual world. So maybe broadening the look at industry segment, maybe looking a little broader at association in-person events that we haven't looked at as let's participate. So we're, we're gaining some momentum in looking at the expanded marketplace and leveraging what the virtual has to offer from where we go, which segments we're looking at, and who we want to participate.
0: Got it. So um, uh, let me restate and just make sure I heard. So uh, basically what you're saying is it almost today requires a fresh look where, you know, you've got there, you know, you went into this year with a specific plan, and we were going to do this variety of in-person events. Obviously, many, if not all, of those have gone away. Some are have gone to a virtual version. Some have not. Some have just canceled for the year. And then it sounds like there are also some new events that need to be considered, or even events that wouldn't have been considered in past times, but now become uh, favorable, whether it's because of budget or time or or whatever other. Uh, variables, but it is, am I understanding correctly?
1: Absolutely. That's where yeah. right we're headed and trying to get it right.
0: Yeah, and you know, the, the one question I guess I have as well in this regard, and, and I know a lot of, as you're building a strategy, a lot of what you look at is to, um, you know, especially working with companies that are, are entering the U.S. market, you're doing a lot of testing, uh, and how does, um, you know th- this play into testing can you do more events can you uh sort of uh, you, you know with this added virtual component um can can it can you sort of more rapidly go through the process to do uh testing and figure out um you know the the path to uh repeated repeat sales it,
1: it is the best part of virtual events is the acceleration of testing. And, you know, in our live participation model, we've always done A-B testing, whether it's morning and afternoon, whether it's call to action or um, specific things that we're doing to engage the audience. With virtual, you can expand where you're heading, test more frequently, have different players test things. So we've really accelerated A, what we're testing and where we're testing it. So you really can, because it's so much more efficient, you can accelerate that testing and get the feedback as you're going and and across multiple geographies that you weren't necessarily looking at before, but really accelerating what you're doing to test, what the content is, who's going to pick it up. And with the virtual aspect, you can actually see how it's connecting even more so and not that your team doesn't give you great feedback, but the technology actually draws that and draws a parallel specific to what you're testing. So it's great.
0: So the technology is giving you analytics that, that help yeah. you sort of. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. And, um, so, um, you know, thinking about the, the virtual trade shows and again, this sort of reset that's happening, um, how do you, how do you, you know, can you take us through the steps to develop the the refreshed strategy?
1: Yeah, so we've really taken a look at, so here's our our A plan, what we had in concrete that we were executing on this year. And not that we don't do this in regular years, meaning there's always events and things that pop up so that you're trying to keep quarterly aware of what, opportunities there are and not get stuck in that we always go there. But what we're finding is with the big conferences postponing or moving to future, what we have found is there's some gaps that are filling in that are really neat. So let's say for instance, you're a technology company and you only did these types of shows. Now what we're seeing is there's renewed emphasis on industry segments, Um, taking a look at what your competition is doing. You can look really a unique view right now is where are they and what are they doing? You can look at the roles and the titles of within your segments and see if there's some association opportunities or really unique events that you hadn't seen before. So ramping up making sure your messaging is right to that audience, but participating in unique shows is a really good thing to be doing right now.
0: Got it. So first is a, sort of affirm the the targets or goals that you're setting or, or the, the, the outcomes that you want, and then take a fresh look at the landscape of what's available, and, and essentially uh, make your plan aligned with uh, utilizing those those new or the augmented events to accomplish the goals. And right, and it is a
1: whole new world. So you really have to be creative in how you're looking and what you're participating in because there's a lot of, of events popping up. And so you really have to be thoughtful about what your objectives are to make sure they're tying to that specific event. And you gotta over communicate to the event providers to hear what they're trying to accomplish because everybody's learning through the new dynamics and some are better and more astute than others. So you got to be choosy in what you're picking, but boy, is it fun to see what's out there.
0: Yeah. And I know you've said as well that, um, uh, that, uh, you know, that this is also, it, in some, it, as you're building uh, some of our clients' plans, uh, uh, there so, uh, with some, there are opportunities to add in some more events uh, because you don't have the burden of distance or of budget, uh, and you can actually do tests in new markets that uh, have always been of interest, but, you know, for whatever reason, maybe there were too many events in that particular month or whatever, Uh, But now where there's this sort of reset going on um, and events, the events that are going uh, or continuing often are moved to another month simply to accommodate them having to switch to an online platform and so on. But uh, do you want to talk about that for a second? The idea of, you know, uh, maybe uh, adding in, uh, in some cases, additional events into the schedule because again, the, the costs are for the virtual are so much lower and you don't have all of the travel and uh, and the drayage expenses and all of those types of things that are you know, obviously a limitation for, for many.
1: Well, it's really fun to kind of refresh and rethink your whole event strategy because there is a lot. Um, some of the things that we're kind of looking at and playing with are... I mean, you always want your calendar to have a steady flow of events because having everything in one quarter, I mean, and yes, it's summer, we don't do events in summers, but you should because you need that steady flow of content and output from leads. but um, what we're finding is you can do some forecasting around, hey, maybe we maybe have this unique Uh, positioning that we want to try. Where should we put this and what events the right fit for this. So we're looking at different ways to put content out. We're looking at different geographies. We're looking at specific industry niches that we hadn't really refined in or that the show didn't exist before. So what we're finding is you can find unique show elements, align it with the timing and sequence, leverage your team because they're kind of sitting at home wondering where their next leads coming from. So, Hey, go to the show, check it out. Tell me what you see, you know, and we used to do walk events, you know, where we would say maybe this year it's not the right event for us, but it might be a future event. So let's go walk it. Well, we're accelerating that strategy and really participating a lot more to get higher return and set ourselves up for an awesome 2021.
0: Right. No, that's, that's great. And you actually uh, segued us really well to the next question, which is so we've talked about sort of virtual trade shows. What, uh, you know, what other virtual opportunities are there in terms of, uh, you know, we think about in person, we think of a variety of, of components of, Uh, or modes of in-person strategy. Are there other modes of of virtual that a company can leverage?
1: Absolutely. And you want to tie this all together. And so... Let's, for instance, at a lot of our um, conferences and things, we might host a hospitality mixer type event that engages our specific crowd within that event. Well, how do you do that? I mean, it's not like you can say, hey, Bill, come on by. We'll go grab a drink. So what do we do? Um, We're seeing unique things like, hey, um, let's send you a flight of whiskeys and have you do a tasting with a brewmaster. So we'll invite you to a unique offset opportunity. Everybody, maybe 30-ish people, get a flight of whiskeys then we have a brewmaster talk and then we'll have a specific, you know, round table banter. It is absolutely the coolest way I've found to see a unique way to get people to opt into your zoom event. Um, We're doing really fun and unique opportunities that just didn't exist before in the concrete world.
0: Mm -hmm. And, um, are there are there other types of virtual engagement that uh, that would be part of the strategy as well?
1: Absolutely. You want to do things like webinars that are targeted to your audience. You want to do things where you're engaging in social media, preempting events just like you've always done, but you want to drive it to your specific content, as well as meetups. So here's a topic. Here's something we're really excited about. Anybody else out there? And you could do those in the events and get that topic interest moving and then invite them to a personal sidebar networking piece. So you got to build those components in around the event. Make sure you have a strategy and the timing and the content ready because it's no fun getting to an event going darn it, this was such a good topic and we just didn't leverage it. Um, so you want to have that built in around the events. So the virtual meetups, the the hospitality components, maybe some cool events, or um, we're seeing some people do some virtual walkthroughs or um presentations around who and what they are. So some quick little sizzle reels and things to see, come visit us, see this component of our factory or how we produce things. So there's a lot of unique little components, but you got to have a plan because it just can't happen in the moment.
0: Right. Right. Well, and, and, you know, as you're talking about that, I'm thinking about our, our marketing funnel, where we uh, look to move um, uh, a suspect, let's say, from uh, awareness to intimacy to trust, and it. And as you're speaking, I'm I'm hearing uh, that each of these different modes or uh, or different types of in person um, really fits in different parts of that funnel. Certainly, the virtual trade show is very much at the awareness. That's the top of the funnel, and then uh, doing more more uh, intimate uh, interactions such as executive, you know, virtual executive briefings or or the whiskey tasting, or or webinars, or any of those types of things, uh, really develop that intimacy. So it's very much, I'm hearing very much the same uh, types of opportunities, and the same type of strategy, where it's a process of moving uh, a suspect through the prospect uh, marketing funnel to that place where they agree to a meeting. And that's ultimately, in in the B2B world we play, that's ultimately where we're trying to get folks but does that is that does that resonate with you in terms of you know these all it's not one or the other it's how do they all sort of work together in concert to uh, to achieve that outcome
1: Absolutely. It's about the different elements, making sure you have the strategy to align those components when you need it. And the unique thing about virtual is now you have real metrics around, you know, it's really hard to sit at a live show and go one, two, three, four, five. We we saw this many people walk by our booth. We saw this many people come in. We collected this many cards. Well, with the virtual world, you're capturing all that and what their interest level is and what the engagement and direct outcome. So the analytics behind all of this is so much more concrete than what you've had in the past. And, you know, how many people did we invite to the mixers? How many actually showed up? Who do we actually build relationships with in a really direct, 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 one-to-one touch, one-to-one contact, and we can count it. So in in the virtual world, it's a lot easier. It's a little trickier, and it has to be like over-exaggerated. Everything you do, you seem so much more out there than what you actually present as. And so we're really building in all those components as we're looking at our strategy and and helping the team evolve through the process of learning how to do it. So it's it's a really unique way and it's fun. And you'd be surprised how much you can get out of it and actually quantify.
0: Mm, brilliant. Um, so uh, one last question, and, and that is, you know, that. We're going th- through all this work and, and our clients are going through all this work and change and all that. And, and I guess, you know, the obvious question is, uh, you know, we're sort of sh- shifting nimbly to this, this more virtual model. Um, but Corona at some point will become less of an issue and hopefully will be, uh, go away to the point where we're, you know, in person again. Uh, And both at trade shows and at meetups and, you know, all the different, uh, all the different modes. So, you know, does, does virtual go away? I mean, is this, is this all this work sort of just a temporary exercise? Um, You know, what are your thoughts there?
1: Oh, I don't see it going away. This is a whole new world. I see this as, you know, those early adopters and those who are going through the pain right now are going to be ahead of the crowd going forward. So take the leap, learn the process, really get good at it, And you will be ahead. I mean, this is an opportunity to leapfrog that we have not seen in the marketplace. And and so one of the first, first virtual conferences we attended, there was, you know, the first day there were 5,000 people, which was amazing because it stood up so soon. And then it went the second day to 40,000. So this stuff just ripples and rolls quickly and people are seeing the opportunity and starting to adopt i don't see it going away. I do see it as maybe pre conference some hybrid like get to know and talk to the marketplace before you get to the conference and I think the smart organizers are really going to incorporate this going forward. so have a game, have a plan, and build it in now
0: so it's really a blended as uh, sort of integrated strategy and uh, and and it and it's one it sounds like where there are certainly going to be opportunities that Organizers or event hosts create, and and then there's your own strategy as well. So what what virtual events can we do either pre or post some of these hosted events um, that will uh, continue to 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 get uh, um, our prospects through that marketing pipeline to the place where they agree to an appointment? Uh, does that kind of uh, highlight what what I what what I, what you were saying?
1: Absolutely, and I I really think, though, you want to think about your team and your strategy and leveraging these resources and getting them trained up and anticipating, but by the way, set the expectation that this is part of your role, this is what we're doing, this is how we do it, and when we go back to normal, you have to participate the old way and the new way, so let's figure out how to do it as a blended strategy together feel comfortable and confident that we can do this. And then let's, let's see the, the analytics and then the warm and fuzzies that we get from actually saying hello and hugging a person. Oh my God, I can't wait.
0: <laughs> so the, uh, yeah, and, and, and what I'm hearing is that, you know, if you're gonna, if you, you know, like good music, good music usually means you're listening to a lot of different instruments, a lot of different uh, vocal treatments and so on. Um, and it's—it sounds like this is this blended or hybrid strategy is really all about how do we leverage the instruments, all the tools that we have to to create a great concert.
1: Absolutely, and um, I'm I'm singing virtual praises. I think it's a really cool expansion of the marketplace, and I think it's very exciting to see how the technology has met the expectations. It's clunky, things happen, but by and large, we are seeing a huge transformation and it's going to be a big wave that everybody should jump on right now.
0: Cool. You know, actually just thinking of one thing is, you know, thinking particularly of international companies, um, mm. what, what is this, you know, what does this add for them? Obviously, you know, the idea if you're based in Europe or Asia or Latin America, um, you know, they've, and you have, maybe a small team here or no team here and you'd have to fly in to do your events. Um, Virtual seems like it creates even more flexibility in that circumstance. Uh, What do you think?
1: Oh, I, I think this is absolutely a time to run hard and fast. If you're coming to the United States and you want to see what's here, this is a time to do it because the, the, it's leveled the playing field. The opportunities to attend and be a big presence in a digital format is huge. If if you were wondering, you know, do I need six people or 10 people in the U.S.? Well, guess what? You got your whole team and Hours work great, so you know, flex your team wherever you're coming from. The the content and the the strategy you can test easily and frequently. You can leverage your team here and get them motivated and excited by how you have great visibility at these shows. And I think with the analytics and the outcome, you're going to see huge ROI with a really just a little bump up on your foreign teams. Comp- uh, engagement, the, the time commitment, the 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 spend will be so much less, and you're going to get a really good snapshot of what's available in the United States if you really play this card well.
0: Perfect. Well, this has been delightful. I think we've covered some great ground. Uh, is there any final comments in terms of sort of developing the virtual event participation strategy?
1: I I am just so excited to say, act now, know what you're going at, as you've always done, like who's your persona and where is it, but see the landscape as it is. And if you can take advantage of this, you're going to leapfrog forward and really be ready to make some huge steps.
0: Cool. Awesome. Well, thank you, Kelly. Um, I want to make sure our audience knows, uh, again, this is a first of a three-part series. The next one will be on uh, the actual uh, strategy at events. So how do you take advantage of a virtual trade show and what are the specific elements and how do you be prepared and how do you do the right follow-up and all of those types of things. Um, And then we'll talk about uh, attending or or just being a participant. So versus exhibiting, we'll talk about participating and the strategies for successful uh, participation or attendance. Um, So in any event, thank you again, Kelly. Thank you to our audience, make sure you follow us so that you're uh, in queue to see all the next uh, new releases. Thank you all, have a great day. Thank you for joining us on today's podcast. Feel free to reach out if you have any questions or we can be of any service. Like us if you'd like to stay in the know on current episodes.